Welcome to the Bigelow Filoni File. Uh, this is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Happy Valentine's Day, all you lovers. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a good birthday, Aaron? I did, man. I did. How about you? Yeah. What'd you do besides spend your $43? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Friday night, um, I think this might come into the nerd conversation, but we went to bingo at the VFW Hall. <laughs> oh, gee. And, uh, yeah, and so we knew one lady there. She was probably like an 85-year-old lady. She was sitting by herself, so I went and sat down, and and uh, the conversation was, it was, this is, I'll do her, I'll, I'll redo it here for you guys. She goes, yeah, my son had to have bunions removed from his... And then there's a long pause, and she's like, ah, "His right foot," and and, she, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I thought you were gonna say left." Like it, like it matters. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, "Oh no, because next month he's got to have his left done." And then she went on for a while, and the bingo started. And I won forty three dollars. I wonder awesome. how much, how many, how much talk of bunions there is at each, each bingo game. <laughs> it's in the top five. I'm what is a bunion something you can remove is it something that like you can put in a jar it's just a weird toe i thought it was bone i thought it was a bone growth yeah i'm with matt i thought it was a condition that like your bone gout well gout like you can't remove gout like your toe goes one way basically makes your big toe grow like at a right angle almost yeah to your foot so how do you have that removed i don't know they removed the bone that seems like impossible i don't know yeah. I, I thought you removed corns. Corns? Is that something removable? What's a corn? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like it's like a wart. It's a big wart. wart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then on this, uh, is, this is compelling listening right here. <laughs> don't don't leave a bit of this out. <laughs> it's uh, and then on Sunday for my birthday, I had my kids over. We went to Get Air Trampoline Park, and mm-hmm. then we got my favorite meal, which is a. Uh, Denver omelet at Sherry's, mm. and then then uh, we went to the. Uh, they have an arcade place here, like a it's like a bar slash arcade. Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been a twelve year old's birthday party. <laughs> just... That's okay. The older I get, the more fun that sounds. Uh, yeah. You know what I call the trampoline parks? I call those "Come Get Your Lawsuit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. there, there's, there's two in there's two in Cedar Rapids now, and they're both pretty nice. Uh, And I called them both. I'm like, are we going to go to come get your lawsuit? Because every time I'm there, I see something that I think is probably worth a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The best part about it is they have a dodgeball area. And me and my son, so Joe is 23 and he's like a good athlete. He can throw really hard. Me and him were in there and it's it's us. And this is something we should talk about when you talk about nerds today is rat boys. Oh yeah. And uh, the definition of a rat boy is um, like an eight to 12 year old male whose hair looks like he fell asleep next to a Super Nintendo on the floor of the, of the basement carpet. And he, he, he's usually this got... sounds a little autobiographical. <laughs> very specific. He's usually got uh, or, sweatpants like of a color, like an orange or something. And Anyway, there's a lot of them in the dodgeball area. Do you, go, do you go for the kill shot? Do you go I for do. the head? Yeah. Okay, good. I do. Yeah, I'm merciless with the rat boys sent in there. So uh, today's topic is handled by Nate. So Nate, you want to take it away, what we're going to do today? Yeah, I wanted to 
kind of more figure out from you guys and maybe expose a little of myself of everyone's got a hidden nerd side or a, a hidden geek side to them and i think it's fun to kind of explore that and let it out and uh, get it out of the closet so my first question to you nate is did you or did you not once come to elementary school with a tie and briefcase (laughs) every tuesday (laughs) and why was that especially fifth grade i i because in honor of taco tuesday Yeah, I, I never saw the correlation there. <laughs> no, there is none. There's absolutely no correlation. I just that was the only thing I knew that happened on Tuesdays. Tuesdays a pretty mundane day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would wear my my orange rude dog shorts. You guys remember rude dog? Yeah, oh, yeah. And I had a uh, a sailing coat like he wears in Caddyshack when they're christening the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danny Noonan's coat. I had that coat, uh, lavender clip-on tie, and I usually had some sort of collared shirt. Yeah. And I'd either wear flip flip flops or my uh, Walter Payton kangaroos. That's a real cool eighties tra- dude. Yeah, I tried to do it in sixth grade, and it didn't go as well. And then by seventh grade, I completely abandoned it and just kind of hid in my locker for fear of doing and <laughs> doing or saying anything. So, <laughs> did you bring a briefcase? In fifth grade, I did. What in was sixth grade? I might have a few times. What's but in the briefcase? There was nothing in there. Like, <laughs> I think I had a pamphlet. Like when you go to a uh, like a tourist town and it's got like the all the attractions. I had yeah. one of Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I have no explanation of why that was. There. Have you ever and been I to the a... Dells? <laughs> yes, uh, I have. Okay. And I had. A picture of John Elway with my head taped over John Elway's head. <laughs> Those are the two things in the briefcase. So uh, these days, Nate, what are some of your guilty nerd pleasures? Uh, I have a, a plethora, not a plethora of pinatas. <laughs> How much time we have? But uh, I would say my biggest one is probably geography mm. and. I think that stems back from the Roosevelt Junior High Geography B, which I think Matt was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Matt was probably hotly contesting for that top spot. <laughs> but that's where I really developed that love of just looking at maps. Like I have a Rand McNally road atlas that I will just pull out and just look at. Huh. I'll just, I'll just look at Alabama for an hour and I don't know why i just feel compelled to do it and i enjoy it and i think i loved it because i think it was one of the only times i ever beat matt in anything in junior high (laughs) not true (laughs) i was always very i was always very jealous of matt in junior high because i knew he was smarter than me and that bothered me Oh man, you worry about it. I, I peaked in eighth grade, so uh, I wanted it was that, all downhill from that there. Van Deest award. <laughs> Remember when he, uh, Mr. Van Deest, had that mysterious thing going on in his pants? He like so. <laughs> he had a I really. I don't think it was all that mysterious, Matt. <laughs> so the Van Deest award is: we all went to Roosevelt Middle School in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. At the end of your eighth grade year, they awarded one student the Van Van Deest award which was for all three years, a combination of the, the most outstanding student and Matt won it. 
uh, and Mr. Van Deest had a boner during the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was during the awards ceremony. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't know what it, it was—a big catheter or something—but he had something large going down the side of his leg. <laughs> That's the real Van Deest award. <laughs> I just remember at it was a giant school assembly, and it was just there in all its glory for everyone to see, and everyone saw what was going on up there. And Matt got to shake the hand of the man. Who, Do you uh, still have the Van Deest award, Matt? No, I uh, unfortunately I lost a bunch of my stuff in uh, in in one of my divorces. Uh, and that yeah. was one of the uh, casualties of my uh, St. Louis divorce. So it might be in Mom's basement. There's a lot of stuff from all our divorces down there. That, uh, <laughs> it's always uh, an awkward moment. Is there a room for the divorce room? <laughs> <laughs> it's always an awkward because Mom has this room, and there's all these shelves, and then all of our pictures and awards and everything is on these shelves, and photo albums, and so there's always collateral from prior divorces that we've had that we have to like keep on. It's a very awkward moment when you have the new wife come into that room. Yes. It with... is. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. Did you see uh, Mr. Oliver giving out a participation award? <laughs> <laughs> he can participate in kissing my ass. If he wants. You guys know he was my, uh, he was also my high school baseball coach. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed yeah. to follow you around. Like wherever you went, he would go next. I'm not that interesting. That's my, <laughs> I don't get what his problem was with me. I think after that initial baseball meeting, junior year, he goes, he goes, Sadler, I'm going to make your life a living hell. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what did, what did I do? I was, I was, B and C team basketball. I'm not any good at anything. I don't cause any problems. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> it's something about it. I'm glad the universe brought you guys together. It's like, oh, good. Two, uh, if you put you and Mr. Oliver in a petri dish together and it's two opposing forces, it's like matter and antimatter. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm glad that it happened just for future stories' sake. Yeah, I, I'll still never get over the time we were playing at Taft and he a halftime threw the clipboard at me and I'm like, I'm like, this is like a C basketball. Like, what did I, what could I have possibly done to infuriate you to the level of throwing a clipboard at me in a C basketball game? I know. Were you point yeah. guard, Nate? Don't, were you a point guard? Uh, I think for C, for B team, I was a professional bench shiner. For C team, I think I guard. Yes, were, oh Matt, were God. you there? The game that I no look past one into the crowd. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wish okay. I was. I don't remember who. One of our, one of my friends at the time was like, "Do no look past. Do no look past. That'd be cool. Do no look past." So I, all I saw was red because we had those red and black jerseys, and it was uh, like somebody's mom in the crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> she got a souvenir. Everybody gets a souvenir. So in junior high, Matt, did you or did you not? There was something where we were supposed to make something for like science fair or something, and you made a board game. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> did you make a board game for something? I made a board game. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me what it was about? Because I'm, I sort of half remember it. You know, I was trying to think of that too. I, I think it, and I think it might, I think what made you so mad about it, I think it had something to do with geography. 
<laughs> yeah. I remember seeing your, your project and being infuriated that I hadn't thought of it. Oh, uh, okay. I was so jealous. I was just, I was just spent three years being jealous of everything you did. I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's smarter than me, and I, there's nothing I can do about it. And I, I remember seeing this, whatever this game you made, and I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I think it was a geography game, though. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I just half-assed something together, and yours was like pure genius. It just. Matt, remember you did a science fair. Uh, everybody in the class, I think, had to do a science project. You, you did a like a like a long-term study on bacteria growth in meat or something. Yeah. I actually got to work with the microbiologist, which was really, yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, it, you know, it went on to like contests and different things like that. It was this long thing. And then, of course it did. <laughs> but the funny part is we went, we had to get, we got a ride with the Akbars every morning to school and they're in the church van. Oh, and yeah. that morning, <laughs> We went over there and Ben was like, hold on, guys, hold on, hold on, because the project was due that day. And Ben's project was see which colored M&M melts fastest yes. in the oven. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember so that. Matt had done this like huge thing. And then Ben was like, hold on, guys, I got some M&Ms in the oven. And th that morning, he had just put some M&Ms on a tray. And that was the science project. It just made me laugh. <laughs> I, I did some big, deep dive into like thermodynamics and stuff because i thought it was a word that would attract attention yeah and then yeah ben shows up and he's like hey look i got all these m&ms and let's see when they melt and i'm like gosh dang it i'm like he's gonna get an a plus <laughs> remember, remember when he stuck a quarter in his nose and he wasn't like young like like uh, you know at five years old he was in like middle school <laughs> this was like last week yeah right <laughs> I remember I took Corey Mick to, and it's Corey Inyart now, to homecoming our freshman year. And <laughs> she was like, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? We need to match. We need to match. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I got it taken care of. Nothing to worry about. And so do you guys remember, uh, you know, brands were like a big deal back in the yes. day. Like, oh, yeah. Z, Z Cavaricci. Right. Z Cavaricci. Guess. Guess jeans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we would always go to like Marshalls or you get the like – slightly defected brands or something on sale that was like a store reject kind of a thing. Or a weird color. It had something. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. guess with three S's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I found a sweater there. It was a cardigan and it was, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It was beige and it was a polo cardigan and it had a giant P on it, like a, uh, like a Letterman's, like a 50s Letterman jacket type cardigan thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, man, polo. And it has a giant P for polo. That's awesome. Like, that is. And the and at Marshall's, they always had, like, the uh, you pay $20. Store retail is, like, $95. And I thought, oh, wow, this is, like, a nice thing, you know. So I told Corey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I showed up in that uh, for homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she was like, what? what's that for and i was like oh it's polo don't worry it's awesome it's awesome and so uh and then i went to the bathroom right when we got to the dance and there was this uh upperclassman there and he goes he goes what's the p for pussy and i was like i was like i've made a terrible mistake <laughs> You were yeah. the only person that could legitimately pull off the corduroy pants. I was ahead of the curve on uh, wearing Goodwill-type clothes. Like, 
I'd always try and find shirts that said like AAU basketball, 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't cool in Iowa in 1994. You were, right? you were Macklemore <laughs> before Macklemore. Right. Yeah. It kind of became trendier later, but I was early on in that, but yeah. Um, I, my favorite shirt that I wore for probably I, when I lived in Minnesota and I was a sophomore in college, there's a place called Ragstock. There was a rag stock up there and I found a shirt that said like JR's double a towing or something. And it mm-hmm. had like the tow truck and the symbol. But for some reason, the logo on the whole front chest was Barney rubble with skis on. <laughs> I wore that thing till it was threadbare. You could see through <laughs> it by the time it finally got discarded. Yeah. Yeah. I love like, that shirt. Like Tim Yonda's chicken shirt, Aaron. Oh yeah! The time that he was in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, nineteen eighty three, Valamalane Chicken Fest. That was a big one. <laughs> I wore uh, there was I oh, I had a Pat Robertson for President eighty eight shirt that I wore until it was threadbare. That was a good one. Matt, you had an Elvis shirt that you wore. Yeah, yeah, for... I did have an Elvis, and I had a uh, World Arm Wrestling Federation T shirt that I wore a lot, <laughs> even though I had yeah. no guns to show off <laughs> yeah. and i was thinking that uh, sounds pretty cool yeah it was it was one of my favorites but i was thinking back in uh, freshman year my first i made a major mistake my first day of uh of high school i wore this t-shirt that had mark grace on it but it wasn't mark Grace. it was like a cartoon of mark grace <laughs> and i was walking through the hallway and you remember ray ratcliffe he was kind of the yes. short oh, yeah. wrestler kid like a real bully type i mean ray he ratcliffe went, went what, a, church. what a name yep. Uh, anyway, he looked at me and he goes, Mark Grace sucks. And he punched me right in the stomach. <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray Ratliff uh, went to my church. And the best way I can describe Ray Ratliff is if you can think of the bully from a Christmas story. Oh, yeah. A little toady. Yes, that would be Ray Ratliff. Like mm. he would always be like. Be my friend, or I'm going to punch you in the balls. Mm-hmm. That was that was Ray Ratliff. That's the deal. I was in fifth grade, and my girlfriend, her name is Lisa Fiala. I didn't have the skills yet to talk to her very well, so I just kind of stared at her, and she'd always be like, "What?" And I like, "Nothing, nothing." And then, so uh, I would meet over at the school after school and, uh, and try and hang out with her and stuff, and. Jeannie Jung, Danny's sister, Jeannie, was there. She was her best friend. And we were at the school, and Lisa was on the other side, and Gina was, Jeannie was talking to me, and I said, go ask Lisa if I can kiss her. And then so she ran across and from the other side of the schoolyard yelled, she said, no. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was like the most devastating, like, I was like, okay. And then uh, the next day at school, she broke up with me because she said that um, she didn't think I was like other guys who only wanted her for her body. <laughs> and uh, and then that was one complaint. And the other complaint was that I didn't cut my fingernails. And uh, I, remember, I remember thinking, well, I can't change who I am. <laughs> that was like something that was unchangeable. Do you still have long fingernails? No, I, I, I keep them cut, but it's only because I'm an adult. I never think to ever cut my nails. I don't know why that that's is. That's a record. I think that's a record, Aaron, you could go for if you really oh, want I don't. It. I go for the arm hair. I'm good with that. Okay. Well, I'm saying if you want multiple. <laughs> There's still times where it's like I look down and I go, oh, crap. And then I got to 
hide my fingers for the rest of the day. Like the way you hold a soda can, you've got to like tuck in your fingers <laughs> because I don't know why it just slips my mind. I don't think to do it. I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. You, you probably got to shake a lot of hands with your job. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I try, I know that like if I have to go to do a presentation where I'm pointing at things a lot, then I'll remember the night before I'll do pretty good at that because I don't want to have to be pointing at maps and things and have them see my fingernails so it'd be awesome if you're doing a powerpoint and like the shadow of your fingernails like cast <laughs> such a long shadow that people are like oh my god <laughs> matt did you i was thinking of uh the the story of the first day of high school with you and danny looking for the uh are you and han or somebody looking for the band room yeah, we, we were we were in a panic too because Jefferson High School just seemed so big at the time. And I was about five feet tall back then. And okay. so everything was big to me. But uh, we panicked and because we were looking for a band and we heard the bell go off and we were panicking and we, we ran outside. Uh, I'm not sure where we were, but we were outside somewhere like in the parking lot. We're like, where the hell is the band room? <laughs> yeah, that was after I got punched in the stomach. So I was already hurt. <laughs> Not only being late for the first class at high school, but actually just running and out, being outside the building, running around the building, looking for the <laughs> class. around the building, looking for the classroom. <laughs> Level of desperation. There, the summer between eighth grade and freshman year, I had really bad poison ivy. I had to go to like the hospital and the doctor like all the time. I could not. My body was like it had no immunity to poison ivy, so it got everywhere. And if I mean everywhere, you can imagine wow. everywhere, like. Like eyelids in like on my lips, really like everywhere, every square inch of my body had poison ivy. And so by the time school started, it was finally starting to go away. But I still had like, you know, some on my face and, you know, that's not you're self-conscious enough for stay high school. Yeah. So I still have poison ivy. I'm on like a prednisone, like a steroid. So I'm like agitated and like puffy looking. And I, for some reason, chose my uh, Mickey Mouse Florida shirt to wear. Nice. To high school, I get in a homeroom and I forget who my homeroom teacher was. I didn't know like one person in that class, so I'm like, "Damn it!" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the teacher is calling names, he whoever he was, he's like, uh, "If you have a nickname, just say your, you know, say, oh, I'm I'm Jesse, I'm whoever." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go, "It's Nate." Yeah. He goes, "Nathan Sadler." I go, "It's Nate," and he goes, "Snake." <laughs> And I went, Snake. oh, yes. so the girl, the girl next to me goes, your name's Snake? And I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, this is a great day. This is just a great day so far. If you guys had to rank your popularity in high school out of 100, what would you give yourself? I'd probably give myself like a 75, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe? maybe high 70s for popularity like a lot of people i was in a bunch of different bunch of different groups but yeah. i was never like the lead in any of the groups yeah uh, i was in sports i was in band um you know i was in academic different different academic decathlon different stuff like that um i knew a lot of people but not really top of the list <laughs> he was well connected Matt, i yeah. love your defense i was in band i was in I was academic in decathlon <laughs> yes all the cool <laughs> people knew me you know you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what about you, Nate? I don't know. I think it would be really sporadic. I think it depends on who you ask. I think I felt like I peaked early, like fifth grade. 
I felt felt really popular. Sixth grade felt really popular. And then it felt like I that was kind of the high tide. Mm. And then it started to wane mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And then but I would say back in freshman year in college, I felt kind of on a high tide again. Right. For some reason. You were there on your baseball scholarship. Yeah. You're, you're big, oh, yeah. you're a big athlete. Big yeah, big time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nate was scouted. That that, that, tw- that twenty-three point something ERA that gets the ladies. <laughs> is that is that good? I just remember some somebody going because like uh, they had a stat sheet and they're like, oh, twenty-three. You know, they thought probably the higher the better. Uh... Like, is that good? And I'm like, yes, as far as you know. <laughs> So while you, um, Aaron, what, what would you rate yourself? I don't know. I uh, the analogy that I was thinking of is very similar to the town that I live in, which is there. The town that I live in is divided. On one side is like the old town, the normal town, and on the other side is the golf course and the, all these rich houses that have been built up around it. Um, in high school, I think I was on the rich side, but in the very poorest street of the rich side as far as popularity is concerned <laughs> that's so was, a good analogy i would say i was there but on the low end for sure but now i i currently live on the uh, in the rich neighborhood on the poor side of town and i think that shows maturity on my part to have uh, uh moved into my my side which is the regular or poor side and i don't know it's hard to say like i i was very aware of it though i, I think when you talk about like nerds you think about people that don't have a self-awareness of social ineptitude mm-hmm. um, and you meet these people. And when I think of a nerd, I think of someone that's actually sweet or kind, but doesn't have a social, uh, doesn't have the um, survival of they're the not, fittest kind of they're a thing. Not so, they're not self-aware enough to know that they're a nerd. Right. Yeah. And they're genuinely a kind hearted person, but they're just not self-aware. So I, don't, I never had that. I definitely was very aware of, you know, popularity rankings and, the, and how to negotiate through those processes. And like I was student council president, but of my middle school, but I only got that way by basically. You had to kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Toby, who I interviewed last week. So he was very popular and him and like Ryan Bosch and somebody else were like, hey, uh, we're all going to run you know, you want to be the president and we'll run. And Toby was like the vice president and all this. And, and I was like, I absolutely, I will do this. You guys are popular and we will definitely win. Um, Was it a puppet? Was it a puppet regime? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but then I also had my other friend, like Scott Graves, who was my best friend at the time. He also wanted to run. And so I was very torn between like being with this, these popular guys, it's not their fault. They were nice. They were my friends. They were nice guys, but they were definitely the popular side. Um, and then, so I had two tickets. I, I ran with Scott and I ran with the other group. Um, I won because I ran with the other group. I'm not proud of that. Still, it bothers me that I did that. Even I thought you were going to say you had two tickets to paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Pack your bags. Yeah. But, uh, because popularity or acceptance is like a commodity when you're that age, because it's, if you think about what's the most valuable thing when you're in eighth grade or ninth grade, it is being accepted in a peer group. And so if you have this valuable thing of being popular, 
it's better than being wealthy when you're, you know, it's like, it's the equivalent of being rich when you're an adult. It's, it, fe- it feels like currency. It is it's like a yeah. currency. Yeah. You know, it's something that impacts your life, I think. And Matt, I think you always were, um, I always tried to be sensitive to people that were not popular or didn't have friends, but you actually genuinely showed interest and respect to those people and gave them your time. Like Don Ellis, this guy I was thinking of. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, I hung out with him quite a bit. Like, I don't know why, but, um, you know, the, the guys like that, I, I, I just I I don't know. I've, same with same, you know, with middle school and kind of all the way up is is um, if I just I felt like, you know, if they weren't being included that, you know, I, I had some type of duty to, to help them out. Not yeah. that I was cool or anything, but at least to give them one, you know, a friend to, to do stuff with. So did right. did you guys hang out with Bob Green much? Oh yeah, Matt, I did. did uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely yeah. and wasn't his... in the uh, top percentile of um, no. And his droop. <laughs> <laughs> his pants always had a droop in the back, on the backside, for some re- undefinable reason. <laughs> it always looked like he just what pooped his pants. <laughs> That's never good. I wonder, for I wonder if he's uh, if he's still that way or if he's uh, if he's worked on that. Yeah, you're a high character guy. You, oh, thanks, you, you definitely it's it's not fake either. Like, I think you yeah. would you'd be the kind of person that would be kind to someone and it would be genuine. It wouldn't be for show and it wouldn't be fake. So that's absolutely that, that's one thing you really taught me, Matt as a lot of guys talk about their older brother being mean to them. Matt was never mean. He was always like really polite and kind to me, but also taught me how to treat people with respect. Even just a small example, we were at a, a we were playing home run derby, I think with Ben and maybe Nate, you were there. We always just play home run derby at the, at the Cleveland elementary. Mm-hmm. And there was this kid there. There was this kid that was there and kind of had walked up to us. He was kind of climbing on the fence and I was going to walk over to him and I kind of felt like I had the support because I was there with all you guys and I was, I wasn't making fun of him, but I wasn't being nice to him necessarily. And Matt, you stopped me, you like grabbed me and said, don't do that to him. Hmm. And this was just some random kid that was a nobody. And you knew that he felt intimidated by all of us. And you pulled me back and stopped me from doing that. Hmm. And so that is, that's an awesome lesson that that you did as a big brother to me. Um, So anyway, so yeah, man. I thought at the end there was going to be a, and that man grew up to be that, that, that. <laughs> Probably a serial killer. He probably deserved it. <laughs> he probably did deserve it. You probably should have kicked him right in the shin. <laughs> that man's name, Richard Speck. <laughs> You guys ever think about your own kids and their popularity? That's what I was going to ask you. Did, I mean, because you guys have kids that have gone through the system you know, all the way up through high school, uh, middle school, high school. Uh, I'm not there yet. So did they confide in you any issues that they have with, with popularity fitting in? Or do they just kind of keep it to themselves? I'll let Aaron, you go first because you, you got the oldest one. So, so Joe was uh, – he's going to be 24, but – Joe was very popular. Um, he won Mr. Congeniality and he was like, he was the mascot, but for his football team, but like a fun. So Joe had never had any problems. Lennon is more reserved, um, but she definitely has her close circle of friends. I've asked her about that because I'm not, I was curious about if the construct of popularity remains the same today as it was when we were in high school. 
See, that's the thing. I don't think it is. It feels different. Yeah. Just from what I see being on the periphery, it all feels and looks different to me. Do but... you think there's still a like a definite popular crowd? Does that still exist? Yeah, but I think I think what people view as popular has changed maybe. Right. You know, it's not a oh oh he's a good basketball player, he's popular or yeah, I think some of those categories have changed a little bit, but just meeting your kids once, Aaron, I could just see how they're just nice, well-adjusted, good kids. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're meeting them once, but I don't think so. Yeah, they're both good, good people. I, I do think in Oregon, like where I live, I live in a very liberal Oregon town. The popular kids, I believe, are not athletes. I think they're like skateboarders and. They're in Antifa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that has changed to some degree, but I didn't know if that was just because that's where I live. Ah, um, uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. But even How old's your daughter, Matt? Uh, she's five. Um, okay. And I, I, you know, I think she's, I'm trying to, we're trying to instill in her um, to be kind to people, especially um, kids that we, we call it having a hard time. But they're the kids that you know are just they're going to be the ones to get picked on as they go through school. Yep. Um, and so try to befriend them, try to, you know, be kind to everyone because you don't know their situation. They may be having, you know, like I said, a hard, difficult time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what an impact you can have on someone's life if you um, show kindness to an unpopular kid. Like dad has that story. I'm sure you've probably heard it, Matt. He said that, uh, he was in high school. He was in the hallway. Dad had no friends. And he talked to himself. He said, I am going to go. He knew where to buy drugs from this one kid that dealt, that sold drugs. And he said, he said to himself, I don't have friends. At least I could think I could get into the drug crowd friends. Mm -hmm. And he was walking across the hallway to go buy drugs and, and talk to this kid. And another kid stopped him on the way and asked him to go to his youth group. Wow. And wow. yeah. And he said that like singular moment changed the course of my life and probably our lives, Matt, if you think about what that yeah. little, that could have changed in some way. I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. That's great that your dad told you that. Yeah. It's one of those quantum leap moments where, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Why haven't I jumped Ziggy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the nerdiest thing I remember ever doing, Matt, is uh, Matt or Nate. Did you ever meet Fred? He was in our youth group. Fred, Fred Mains. Yeah. Fred Mains, yeah. yeah. And Fred was uh, a nerd uh, for sure, deep into nerddom. And uh, he invited me to go. What do they call it? Fox hunting or something? Where you drive, go to a part of town, and you have your CB radio, and all the other guys have CB radios, and there's one car hiding. And based on the strength of the signal of the CB oh, radio, boy. you drive around town all night trying to find that car. And uh, <laughs> you agreed to this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a wild time. This was high school, right? Was yeah, high school. it was high school. Yeah, it was awesome. One part of myself that I really hit a lot was my like super religious uh, element to my life back in high school. And there was always these Christian, a Christian prayer group, like the see you at the pole group. Mm-hmm. Matt, did you ever do that at all? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. Nate, did you ever do that? 
No, I, I was no, too scared so. to. I should have, but I, I I was too scared to do it because of the popularity reasons. Yeah, yeah. So so I did it. I walked up and and uh, and then they had this after school prayer group, and they were the nerdiest homeschool kids that you could imagine. And uh, we so I would go to that, and I think they thought that I was a big catch, like like. Like <laughs> they're gonna hold on to you like grim death. <laughs> <I know. laughs> anyway, I uh, lock the door, boys. <laughs> so it was me and these uh, two other guys. We had this plan called James Five Sixteen Ministries, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I've even told any, hardly anybody the story, but I bought a rubber stamp kit where you could put words and letters into the stamp and stamp it out, and I bought some hard cardstock. I created this thing called James 516 Ministries where I stamped it and it said, do you having trouble, need someone to talk to, uh, give me a call. And it had a phone number and the phone number went to a beeper that I had bought. Oh, yes. I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I bought a beeper and I had I wore it around uh, in secret and we stamped all these cards and we put them in lockers of people that we knew looked like they were really having issues in life. Or I put them, we put them throughout the stalls and the bathrooms and stuff. Did anybody ever catch you putting one in their No, locker? no, nobody ever caught us doing it, but we got, and I also had, I also bought a PO box, the uh, post office and I paid for it. And, uh, and it had a PO box on there. You could write a letter. So we started writing a few letters to people anonymously saying hey I, it looks like maybe you're not having a hard, you're having a hard time i just want you to know someone cares for you blah blah and put it in their locker so we did that for this uh this one girl she actually was the only one that had ever written or called she actually wrote and we got a letter in the p.o box and it would, she wrote this long letter saying i don't know who this is I don't know what what the purpose of this is. It was this huge long letter about how she's depressed and doesn't see a whole lot of meaning in life and all this. And uh, I didn't to make a long story short. I never wrote her back. I got delinquent on my beeper. <laughs> it, I think it ruined my young credit to the beeper bill. And that was the end of James Five Sixteen Ministries. <laughs> Yeah. You, should, you should change the type on your business card and said like uh, for a good time call. <laughs> maybe, uh, there you go. Maybe would have got more beeper hits. I just, <laughs> you remember my friend Chris Weeby uh, yeah. from college? He, yeah. He made up business cards that said I solve problems and he would hand them <laughs> out to people. <laughs> I don't think he got many calls either uh, on that one. Wait, so did it just say Chris Weeby I solve problems and a phone number? It just what? said I solve problems and I don't even think it had a phone number on it. Oh. You just so they would find have, the man. Yeah, they'd have to track him down if they want if they had a problem. It's mm-hmm. like uh so when my grandpa was retired, he made some business cards and all they said was RT Powell businessman. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't think they had a phone number on either. <laughs> just RT Powell businessman. One of the awesome things I think now about people's nerdy tendencies is you can find a Facebook group of people that like I'm in multiple geography groups and people just, it's so cool. Cause everybody gets along. Everybody they'll bank geography jokes or have like, 
I know, I know. But like people like ask each other questions. Like there's people from all different countries and people ask each other questions. Nobody fights. Nobody argues. Everybody's there for the same thing. I love yeah. it. Ha- have you ever, though, been in a conversation? Okay, you can get into these with like Star Wars guys where you get into a detailed debate over minutia. And but you know that you're you know that it's not a real conversation. It's a forced, weird conversation. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like they're trying to prove they're nerdier than you. Yeah. Are you kind of both joking about it, but you're not admitting it? And yet you're getting deeper and deeper into these conversations. I think nerds get into those a lot, but they don't know that what they're doing is a fake conversation. Okay. I actually have an example of that same, that exact thing there. Okay. Uh, so Jabba the Hutt's little little creature thing, his little yeah. companion. You yeah, know, yeah. His name is Salacious Crumb. Really? And a long time ago, probably pre-Google, I got into an argument with somebody that said, that's stupid, that's made up, his name's not Salacious Crumb. And I said, this argument, I mean, it started with other Star Wars stuff, but it turned into this Salacious Crumb thing. And I'm like, I swear it is. I mean... And back then, how do you prove it? You don't, right. you know, there's no, you can't go to Google. So it just, it spiraled out of control. This person was so entrenched that it can't be the name of the, I'm like, it is, that's the name. Right. So a normal person would take a step back and be like, this is all a joke, right? I mean, obviously we're not really arguing, but right. then a nerd would step forward and say, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference there is that it, certain it, social awareness skill. It's like the people that want to argue over like technology stuff about Star Trek. Like mm. one time I went down a rabbit hole and actually found a guy that wrote this like gigantic Reddit, like just like it's like his 99 theses about mm-hmm. all the things wrong with the technology on Star Trek. And I'm like, this guy put hundreds of hours into writing this. <laughs> And then, and then I'm like, you know what's even nerdier than this thing is me reading it. <laughs> I want to. What's a good geography joke, Nate? I want to hear a good one. Do you have any thoughts? I, I, I don't even have one right now. So you don't have one in the barrel in the chamber, just right now. No, no. I saw online some nerd jokes from uh, YouTube the Vlog Brothers, and there was a couple that were worth noting. Uh, uh, girls call me neutrino because I'm constantly penetrating them. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. And uh, let's see. A uh, uh, guy walks into a bar and says, give me 10 times the number of drinks the average man would have. Bartender says, that, my friend, is an order of magnitude. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like it. Uh, and uh, I got one more here. Heisenberg got pulled over by a cop. And the cop says, do you know how fast you were going? Heisenberg said, not really, but I can tell you exactly where I was. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so, do you guys like dad jokes? Are you fans? Yeah, of dad jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of dad jokes. Just anything that'll make my kids roll their eyes. Yes, I love it. I love doing like, that. I, I heard a good one the other day. Um, so did you guys hear they opened a restaurant on the moon? Hmm. No. Uh, the The food's great, but there's no atmosphere. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, solid. Dude. Yeah, yeah, and. My my fourteen year old who's he's pretty uh keen with his sense of humor, he just like goes, uh <laughs> I'm like, Yes, mission accomplished. Yeah, you want they're called groaners. You want a real groaner. Yes. Yeah. I love doing that with Lennon especially. It's very enjoyable to get a groaner out of her. 
There's something in dads that makes you want to do that. I don't know what it is. You want to you want to embarrass them up to a point. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to humiliate them, and you don't want to truly, but you want to kind of feel out where the line is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's great to talk to you. Um, anyone that has any questions, comments, anything you'd like to talk to us about, uh, our email is plbfile at gmail.com. And until next week, it's good talking to you, Nate, and good talking yep. to you, Matt. Yeah, and you guys have a good night.